Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Welcome to We're Not Fucking Historians. Oh, Ooh, I was said with a little bit of oomph. A little bit of hostility on the yeah. fucking there. Nice. I like, like when, it. when would you ever have to say that in a real, we're not fucking historians? In a real setting. I know what. God damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a fucking historian. If you're in a museum <laughs> and someone came up and went, Excuse me, can you tell me a bit more about this? Just because you're wearing a fleece that looks like the fleece of the people that work there, you go, Listen. Listen. I'm not a fucking historian. Yeah, you might. It's still I quite get really aggressive. Ag- if I'm in a shop and someone yeah. comes up, would oh, you yeah. have this trainer in a size? Tw- I, whoa, I just I'll lose it. Fucking work here. I really. You know what I had it. recently? What? Swear to God, I was working on my laptop. I was like out, and I was writing. So I was in my own little zone. A woman came up to me, and I shit you not, asked me <laughs> what date it would be next Tuesday. I mean. That's like a Darren Brown psychological... <laughs> she was probably robbing your house if she asked you that. <laughs> she probably was. She was just sorry, sorry, I could have... I was just wondering what date it is on Tuesday. I said, lady, I don't know what date it is today. Yeah. Also, I'm not a fucking calendar. Why would you need to know that? Why would she need to know that in I an emergency? <laughs> it wasn't an emergency. She was completely calm. She could have at any point just taken her phone out and checked. I don't know. I don't know why she did that. Yeah. Did you, did you help her out? No, I punched her in the face and then I spat on her. Hazel Hayes, Shane Todd, <laughs> this is this is the podcast. This is it. Welcome. This is the podcast for history buffs. Yeah. And history amateurs alike. Yep. Do you think in the history community they talk about us on the forums and stuff? Hundred percent. Do you think the purists, like the OG historians, like dislike us and they fear us a bit because they're like it's accessible history? Yeah. I think there's probably a Reddit subthread dedicated to how awesome we are. Yeah, I think we're a little bit like when McDonald's started. All those like re- family-run restaurants. Yeah, you know, scared. they feared us. Yeah, But yeah, they yeah. know we, we taste pretty good. We're, we're all right. We're and that's convenient. the reason that they're afraid. Exactly. It's because we're so good. So, di- so easily edible and digestible. I want to ask you a little bit about Irish holidays. Okay. Destinations, places you went. As a kid, I went to Ackle Island. You ever been there? I have not. Good spot. I've heard of it. 
tiny, isn't it? Don't know like, what, yeah. About 12 people live there. Don't know where it is, but I've, I went to it as a kid quite. Apple. It might be in Mayo. I want to say Sligo or Mayo. It's off the West Coast. I think there. it's in Mayo. Lovely. Good spot. Okay. Good. One of those holidays where, remember back in the day, you and all your cousins were just in the one bed? I only actually, due to strange family circumstances, oh, I no. only actually had two cousins. Oh, no. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm the only Irish person who yeah. truly had the smallest <laughs> family. And when everyone else was off visiting their 500 cousins, yes. yeah, I didn't get it. I only had two and we rarely saw them. Can we get like top listeners? Can they become like your honorary cousins oh and God. then you can all go to Ackle Island? Yeah, I would love that. Bonus content. Yeah, we can. We're all in a way cousins, aren't we? Irish people. We're all related. Well, Sorry, yeah, unfortunately we are. Stuck to my chair. Like yeah. this maneuver there. <laughs> I was like an alternative <laughs> version of Sharon Stone, a basic instinct, <laughs> where you're just stuck to a chair because of, let's face it, sweat. Sweat. It's That's a leather it chair. Yeah. I'm a bit sweaty. They didn't design chairs for skirts. I've realised, I realised this recently when I stood up and my thighs were so stuck to a wooden bench with like slats in it, Mm -hmm. so stuck that it hurt to peel them from it. And then I had those slats on my ass like from most of the day. And I thought they really haven't considered skirts in the making. Well, that, that, that would have been convenient if, if the woman asked you what date it was next Tuesday, because then the following Tuesday, you'd still be on the chair and she could have just said, what date is it today? It's true. Should we do, should we do a podcast? Yeah. Have you ever been to, and I'm going to throw oh. an, an Irish destination out to you. Have you ever been to Rathlin Island? I don't think I've been to any of the islands. Basically, I used to go to Wexford every summer as a kid. And I've been to most of the counties. Rathlin Island is a place that even people in Northern Ireland wouldn't necessarily know a lot about. Okay. Not like, I'd say... Is it in Northern Ireland? It's in, it's off okay. the coast of, it's a real island. Because you know there's these fake <laughs> islands. Yeah, well, there was, there's Tiernan and Og and all that as well in I, our history. So you've got to be careful sometimes you're not talking about. People really. are like, oh, I drove out to it. Well, then it's not an island. Not an island. I'm sorry, but that's one thing I'm pretty passionate about. Okay. Don't call it an island unless you get a boat to it. What if there's a bridge? We'll have to take things case <laughs> by case. It depends. If it's an actual Whoa. bridge that's only been built to bridge the islands, then that's an island. But if it's just a road that kind of acts like a bridge, not an island. <gasps> not an island. Okay. So Rathlin's off the north coast of, of Ireland. It's the only, get ready for this, right? It's yeah. the only inhabited offshore island in Northern Ireland. So it's like a legitimate offshore. island. I do gigs over there and I just love this like island that not a lot of people know about, but has the maddest history. Wow. How many people are there? Roughly about 120, but it's seasonal. So during the summer, there's more people there. And in the winter, they might go and work you know, in, in uh, like Belfast or other places. Yeah. But let me just say this and get ready for this sentence. It's a small island uh-huh. with a big history. Oh, oh do we not love that? <laughs> do we not love that? Every episode you crack one of them out. Quick synopsis. It, had, it has long associations with Ireland and Scotland because it's kind of, it's not in between, but it, it is. <laughs> it's not directly in between. It's more closer to Ireland, but it's not that far away from Scotland. Okay. And it once lay at the heart of the ancient kingdom of Dalriada, which is something I'm sure we'll cover on other episodes. Rathlin was first inhabited in 6000 BC. That's so long ago. Isn't that a mad amount of time ago? So it's just this tiny, I think the island is six miles by four miles. And if you passed it in a boat, you wouldn't really give it another thought. But listen to what I'm about to tell you. I will.
So over the centuries, it grew rich because at the start they exported axe heads and sea kelp. Now, if you were to ask me what that you is... You said sea I kelp with a question mark at the end and looked at me as though I might know what sea kelp is. I don't know what sea kelp is. I'm going to say sea kelp is fish. No, probably seaweed, maybe. Well, then they would say seaweed. Well, hold on. It's not going to be fish because you wouldn't describe it as sea kelp because that suggests that there's also land <laughs> kelp. It might be a type of fish. Oh. <laughs> wow, my argument. Do you want to know what my argument to that was? Do you want to know? Yes, please. I was going to say, well, no, because seahorses. Right, that's interesting. Yeah, that is, there is that's very much a land version of that. Yeah. There, so. But Rathlin, because of where it is, it's an island right out in the middle of the ocean. It becomes a haven for smugglers and a butlins for pirates. Hey! That's, te- that's 10 out of 10. That's 10 out of 10. That's 10 Did you write 10. that yourself? Yes. That's very good. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a brief history of the island and then we're going to go into a few real interesting bits of it. Okay. Okay, so it becomes part of Ireland in 1617. And they, they do a simple test to see whether it's going to be part of Ireland or not. So they apply online probably you know what I mean <laughs> one of those really annoying government forms so keeps, many yeah every time you put the in. cursor in the box it keeps popping back out of it yeah what's that I don't know but okay. they made the Isle of Man do this test as well <laughs> here's the test yeah it's not about you know your the size of your land or whether you can grow crops or not if a snake or another poisonous serpent could survive on the <gasps> island it becomes part of the mainland if it died then Ireland was declared the owner. So if it, if it can live, it becomes part of Britain. If the snake dies, then Ireland become the owner. They would bring a snake. Yep. I'm going to call some massive bullshit here and, I, and you're going to very quickly understand why this falls apart really easily. Shoot. Okay. They would bring a snake yes. from the mainland where snakes, because snakes die in Ireland. Yep. If they die on the island, then it's not Ireland. How the fuck did they bring a live snake from Ireland if all the snakes died? They would have had other sources. So they imported snakes yes. from Britain yep. to take to the island to see if they would live or die. Yep. And what I'll say is I'm glad we don't do that anymore. 100%. There was an old legend called the Enchanted Island, which was supposed to appear from the sea once every seven years. And apparently if you can throw soil or a pebble to the island it will never sink back into the sea again. So uh, there was apparently this little island that that like sprouted up near it. So all I'm saying is there, there's all these myths. There's the mystical chieftain Lir, L-I-R. How do we think we're pronouncing that? Lear. Lear. His four children were turned into swans for 300 years by I their stepmother. I remember them actually. Yeah, Aoife was one of them, wasn't she? And there was there were several others. But yeah, that's a lovely story. Let's maybe do that. Well, apparently they roam round. Yeah, the do. seas around they the do. island. Yeah, that's the end of the story. You've spoiled that episode. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know if you've seen Six Ends, but similar. He's dead. Um, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. What does Irish history always come back to? What always happens in every? Oh my god! Thing oh my god! About? Did a monastery get invaded? Yes. Yes. A monastery got invaded. Ding 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 ding. Anyone ding. listening? If you're over the age of eighteen, it's safe to do so. Take a shot. It's a drinking game that we all love. When a monastery gets raided by Vikings, we'll drink to that. The Vikings' first raid on Ireland happened in Rathlin. 
The little baby raid. Yeah. I love that. And it says here, inevitably, they raided monasteries on the island for gold. And you know, you know when they pulled <laughs> up, all they heard was, <laughs> like every maybe they should have stopped doing that. Every time attracting you people. do it, you're doing the theme from Hunger Games. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Yeah, they never got the credit for that. <laughs> Just these fucking weird-haired guys. Yeah. Always. Don't we... I think it's at the point where we love a little bit of a, a raid on a monastery. That's dangerous territory, Shane. I enjoy it because... Are you about like, to imply the monks were asking for it? Look, what with, were with they those wearing? haircuts. Yeah, those robes? <laughs> Come on. You think anyone's going to drive past and not get involved? <laughs> Little slit up the leg. <laughs> Love it. Guy doing his own alterations. Um, <laughs> Taking up the hems like we did in school. So look, the, the Vikings first raid in Ireland happened in Rathlin. Okay. This is an island because of where it is. So much shit happened. And there was a lot of massacres. Okay, and oh, that's not good. we're back to this again. Why didn't people move? Rathlin was mad for massacres. <laughs> It was used as a sanctuary because of its natural defences and rocky shores. When the wind blew from the west, um, and it was it was impossible to land, basically. Oh, okay. So if you were hiding from people, if you were like an army or whatever, you go to Rathlin, and then if anyone tries to land on the island, it's going to be very difficult. So in one way, it's brilliant for defence, but also you're just a sitting duck in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. On an expedition in 1557, Sir Henry Sidney devastated the Henry island. Henry Sydney. Yeah. We've heard of him before. So don't we love it when characters come back? We do enjoy that. We do. Yeah, but he was a shit. So he... He, he was an absolute wanker. And he, he's been true to form on Rath and he's yeah. devastated the island. Oh, God. In 1575, here's a character for you. Sorely Boy MacDonald. <gasps> he was running the island. Sorely Boy MacDonald. Sounds like an Irish rapper. I love it. He's a little bit of a king. He's a ruler. And in 1575, the Earl of Essex sends Francis Drake and this guy called John Norris. So uh, the Earl of Essex sends them to confront Scottish refugees on the island. And in the ensuing massacre, hundreds of men, women and children of the MacDonald clan, our boy Sorley, uh, were killed. And the entire family of Sorley boy MacDonald perishes in the massacre. And listen to this, right? Sorry, the, the Earl of Essex sounds like a complete shitbag. Yeah, well, they all were. He orders the killings. This is just one of many massacres, and we're going to get into them uh, after, oh after these God. ads, right? Okay. But, and then we're going to talk about some real fun stuff. I promise you, I'm going to give you a massacre. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. <laughs> so, the Earl of Essex orders the killings of Sorley Boy McDonald's family, but he makes sure that Sorley Boy is back on land <gasps> in Ireland and is watching this happen. Now, actually stop. Now, I don't know if that's true because it is quite far away so I don't know yeah, if he would be have been watching. To... But maybe he had a telescope maybe or a live he... stream. Yeah, he might have just had that hooked up or he... you'd see the ships taking off. You'd know what was yeah. going to happen. That would make for a really great scene at the end of a movie. Yeah, he's like, like, no! Well, the yeah, the Earl of Essex boasts to Queen Elizabeth's secretary that Sorry Boy MacDonald watched the massacre from the mainland and he was helpless and he described them as like to run mad from sorrow. In 1642, not that long after that, there's another massacre on the island. And again, the McDonald's are, are in for it. So they've been massacred before. This time, they get thrown over the cliffs. There can't have been many McDonald's left to throw I over mean, the cliffs. I mean, if you stayed, come yeah, on. Like, that's yeah. a, that's an idiot move. But Argyle's foot soldiers, I don't know who Argyle was. He sounds like he might have been English. He, let's be honest. 
Pro- they, probably British. They throw scores of McDonald women over the cliffs to their ah, deaths on the rock for below. Fuck's sake. Ba 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 They're yeah, not loving it. Yeah, yeah. The numbers of victims. Here's what I enjoy. Here's what I enjoy. Sometimes yeah. we don't have all the facts, but sometimes neither do the history books because the numbers of victims of the massacre have been put as low as a hundred and as high as three thousand, which is vague. Oh. There is so much more to this tiny island. Let's get into some more lighthearted stuff after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories in women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL. Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today. From my own experiences of, of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. Hazel, 
We've talked about the massacres that happened on Rathlin, this very small island off the coast of Northern Ireland. But let's talk about some more lighthearted stuff. Could we? Let's bring a new character in. Robert the Bruce. What do you know about Robert the Bruce? Robert the Bruce, my old mate. Yeah, Bob, Bobby. Bobby he's, Bruce. He's knocking about in all the stories. He's a good lad. Robert the Bruce was in Braveheart, the movie. Yes. <laughs> That's the guy we're talking about. But Mel Gibson. He himself wasn't in Braveheart. He was no. portrayed by an actor. Correct. In the motion picture Braveheart. Yes. Yeah. Well, Bobby the Bruce yeah. is integral to the history of Rathlin. He's really, really got some big connections there. He was Robert I, also known as Robert the Bruce. He was a 13th century Scottish king. He reigned from 1306 to 1329, and he was one of the most famous warriors of the time. And even today, obviously, because of Braveheart, all these mm-hmm. stories, we're still talking about him. And he was the one that led uh, Scotland to march against England in the first war of Scottish independence. He did. Good man yourself. Yeah. Fair play, Bobby Bruce. So in 1306, I'll be honest, he's had a mare. Oh no. He, he's, he's fucked it a bit. He suffered a big defeat and he's been forced to go into exile. Okay. This did is he, the start did he of him. Did go to Rathlin by any chance? Where did he go? Fucking Rathlin. Be weird if it was anywhere else. It it's, would it, be weird at this point in the podcast yeah. if he went to a different island. It's also Rathlin. You're saying Rathlin, oh. which is fine, but just to <laughs> let you know, they say Rathlin. Okay, it's just coming from you. That's rich, but fine. He's forced <laughs> to go into exile, or as I call it, exile. <laughs> Now here's the thing about Fuck Robert you. de Bruce, his brother's been killed, his wife's been captured and he's stuck hiding on Rathlin Island. On Wraith Line. Now, <laughs> if that was in 1306, if that was nowadays, yeah. wouldn't be as bad because there's a chippy on the island, which we're going to talk about towards <gasps> the end of the episode. There's a resource centre, there's a great pub, there's a guest house, bicycle hire, puffin tour. <gasps> he, would, he would have too much stuff to do, but back then not a lot of that stuff not was running. Yeah. So he was stuck in a cave on Rathlin Island. Again, a place where people go uh, if, if they need to defend themselves. Rathlin, he's gone to a cave. So he's conflicted about what to do. He's the great Robert the Bruce. Um, and he realises in this cave, in this moment of uh, solitary confinement, that he's got two options. He can either flee, as into another country, or he can attempt another battle for Scottish freedom. And as he weighs up his options, he sp- this is how the legend goes, mm-hmm. he spots a spider hanging from a thread on the roof of the cave. Six times he watches the spider trying to swing to a nearby rock and create a line to make a web. Six times the spider fails. Okay, it's not looking good. The spider is having defeat after yeah. defeat, yeah. yet still it doesn't give up. The no. spider doesn't give up. Robert de Bruce had attempted to achieve Scottish independence. How many times? I want to say six. Six yeah. times. <laughs> like the spider, he failed time and time again. And he realises there's similarities here. He draws inspiration. He's determined because he's seen what the spider's done and the rest is history. And that's why Robert de Bruce was, became Spider-Man. Cool. He didn't, he didn't, but wouldn't that be so oh. cool if that's where that came oh, from? Oh, that would have been cool, actually. But you know what he says? He says, hang on a second, I'm going back in against the English. And by the way, if anyone um, listening is interested, there's a lot more information on Robert DeBruce and the Spider on the web. I just heard the producer laugh in the next room, which has made me more upset. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. So this famous figure has his history on Rathlin. Again, a tiny island with so much going on. I'm also going to tell you about HMS Drake. 2nd of October 1917, the HMS Drake was torpedoed off the north coast of uh, of Ireland by the German submarine, the, U- the U-79. 
Okay. Who were like, you know, like you two, but not as good. <laughs> you two, UB40, U79. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate festival lineup. <laughs> it's you two and UB40 collabing on the remains of the U79. <laughs> By the way, I'd go to that. I would so fucking go to that. And I don't even like UB40, as we've established. The ship uh, steamed into Church Bay on Rathlin Island, where after a crew was taken off, the HMS Drake capsized and sank. Believe it or not, Hazel, the HMS Drake's actually still there. I, I, I don't believe that. It started from the top and now it's here at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. It's been a popular dive site for a good few years, you know, for like guys that are into diving or whatever. And a few years ago, it became an officially listed monument. Huge. Yeah, the anchors are there, the guns are still on it. And there's a bit a, like yourself, Shane. Hey. hey. Another character from the island's history, Dickie Branson. Dickie Branson. He's getting involved in the oh history of the island. Oh God, what's he at? What's he done? Well, it says is on he trying a... To, is he trying to blast the entire <laughs> island into space? It says on an article that I read, Rathlin's most famous visitor ever was Richard Branson. Now, considering Robert the Bruce had been there... I disagree. I don't I don't think that... I think Dick Branson is up there, but he's not <laughs> the main guy. Dickie B. Dickie, Dickie B's. B cannot compete with Bobby B. No. Ever. Bobby Brown. No, oh, Bobby Bruce. Robert the Bruce, right there. Because I was like, even Bobby Brown's a stretch because Bobby Brown had some bangers. Two can play that game. Oh my God. My prerogative. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I heard Two can play that game for the first time. I was on holiday in Tenerife when I was about four or five and a beach bar near our hotel yeah. kept playing it. And I've loved that song ever Just since. loved it. He could be at the festival. I would have him as an honorary member of so you, the festival. So let me get this straight. <laughs> On the U seventy nine, yeah, was it U seventy nine? U seventy nine. You're having UB forty, U two, yeah. and Bobby Brown. Yeah, that's gonna be such a what gig. A fucking gig. Can I can I do stand up at the start of it? Yeah. Oh, I love that. But only for a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, want, no. It's five minutes. Wanna, like, it's five minutes. Ruin set. the buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, Richard Branson's hot air balloon crashed off the. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Do you know? Do you know? Having a hot air balloon is cool, but you know what isn't cool? Crashing it. Crashing you, uh, it into rattling. You instantly go from a legend to a nerd if you crash your hot air balloon. But oh yeah, oh my god! Nineteen eighty-seven, he crashes it into the sea off Rathlin. He was trying to uh, break a world record crossing the Atlantic uh, from Maine in the USA, and uh, Richard Branson and his mate were rescued from the sea a few miles northwest of Bull Point in Rathlin, where they were taking the safety. And Dick Branson, here's the thing: his journey with Rathlin doesn't end. They get oh him to God. safety, he gets off the island, but he comes back. Dick like, Branson. Like a zombie. No, no like he didn't a hot die. Air balloon he didn't zombie. die. And then did he plague the people of Rathlin and become a myth in himself? They say the ghost of Richard Branson yeah. still haunts still Rathlin walks Island. Rathlin. It's feeding on the blood of the people there. He comes back and uh, he presents a Rathlin Island Trust with a £25,000 donation towards the, the barn in the manor house. No, don't clap no? for that. Why? No, 25 grand. Yeah, but this, this like is like... It's like the equivalent of you or me giving a pound to a homeless person on the street. Like, that's the equivalent of his wealth. 25 grand, that's Well, a couple of things. Number one, homeless guys don't take pounds anymore. It's crypto. And secondly, <laughs> 25 grand back in 1987 was probably 55 million. If I know my economics, that's yeah, a lot of I money back do. then. I'd say inflation definitely accounts for that. So I watched a documentary about Rathlin about eight years ago. And I didn't know a lot about it. So I'm from Northern Ireland. I didn't know about this island that is part of Northern mm -hmm. Ireland. And then I, I messaged the website 
like the resident association their website and I said I'm a stand-up comedian I'd love to come and do a gig on the island just for the crack yeah they said we'd love to have you we never had stand-up here before they've so I, never had stand-up before never who are these people do well, they have like tellies and stuff oh yeah these these are the coolest people you ever meet best hospitality oh. and the yeah, there's like ferries that go over quite a bit and we went over, did a gig, me and some other comedians and it was one of the best gigs I've ever done because th- it was in the function room of the one bar on the island. No microphone, just Aww. people like in close and it was so cool to do stand-up on this island and I've been going back pretty much every year since and I was there on my outdoor tour not that long ago and it was just, I can't tell you how much I love this island. Aww. And here's That's so lovely. But also, I mean, you're at kind of an advantage there, aren't you? Because if you've never seen stand-up before, correct, then any stand-up will probably seem quite A lot funny. of people said it was the best stand-up they'd ever seen. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sure they did. They'd ever seen. Now, I'll tell you this. <laughs> the island has, let's just say, some characters still floating about. We've had Robert De Bruce. We've had Dickie Branson. Yeah. You know, we've had uh, Sorley Boy McDonald Sorley as well. Sorley Boy. We forgot Sorley Boy. I imagine also that's spelled B-O-I. Like skater yeah, boy. No, two he eyes. He was a sorely boy. Yeah. said, see you later, boy. Yeah. They pushed his family off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a more, it's more tragic than the skater boy song. Is it though? Because no, that song is pretty fucking not. tragic. Where's Avril Lavigne these days? She's good. She's well. Yeah. She, <laughs> checked in. I have. I have recently. She's um, She's been doing some covers with, she's been doing some covers of her songs with new bands. Oh. And she looks great. Yeah. And she's still got it. Her voice sounds amazing. Great. Yeah, I'm just really happy for her. Okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Um, I'll tell you this. One thing Rathlin has that it's like Rathlin's number one USP at the minute is its puffins. Huge puffin and guillemot population on the island. You mentioned the puffins earlier. Yeah. I have been thinking about them since. That has been, for me, the highlight of this. And all I've been thinking is I'd really like to go see the puffins. People come from, honestly, like all over the world to come see these puffins. They congregate on this big rock off the a cliff on the island and there's like puffin tours. So the first time I went to the island, me and three or four comedians are just walking about the island. It's six miles by four miles. You just go for a dander. It starts to rain. We've gone for a walk. A guy drives past us in, a, in like a rickety minibus with a like a panda on the side of it. And it's 100% true. And he's like... Uh, <laughs> All right, lads, you boys looking for a bit of entertainment. Oh. Now, this is the the character left on the island. We we didn't we thought he was going to strip or somewhere. Like, what is this? The guy goes, would you be interested in the puffin tour? <laughs> and we said, you bet your ass we'd be yes, interested in the puffin tour. Yeah. Three, four comedians, you know, yeah. on an island. Let's. So we jumped on this minibus and we sat with this guy who was more enthusiastic about puffins than anyone has ever been about anything because we got on the Puffin bus and I said to the guy just making conversation because we were driving to the Puffins I said um, so like when did people like first live on the island and the guy's like is that a question about Puffins (laughs) I said no and he went well don't ask me and um, the guy this guy takes us to this cliff and uh, he's like right lads jump out we're on the Puffin tour and uh, me and my mates walk to the edge of this cliff the driver's like you're going to love this he's telling us all, all these facts about Puffins get to the edge of this cliff He's like, there you go, lads, that's where the puffins live. We looked down, 100% true, empty. Just a big <laughs> cliff in the middle of the ocean, a big rock with nothing on it. No animals of any kind, no pigeons, no nothing. And uh, we just stood there in silence with this guy. And uh, my mate was like, so looking at his watch, being like, so when when do the puffins <laughs> like arrive? Like, what, what time do they get here? And the guy's like, no, no, I'll be here for another three, four months. 
he still is running the puffin tour when the puffins are not on the island so the guy genuinely was like lads look at the side of my bus what's that we're like a panda the guy's like it's a fucking puffin <laughs> he said look at that and then imagine he's like the he, he, like, guy like genuinely got everyone to close their eyes he's like imagine he hundreds he of thousands didn't. of them on that rock and that's what you would have he is running the tours puffin bus the puffin tour runs puffinless completely all year round sans puffins then the guy's just like right lads back on the puffin bus and dropped us off at our uh, at our B&B and, and by the way can I just say? Yeah. Charged us for the puffinter, but gave us a quid <gasps> off. Gave us a quid off. Oh my god! So it was essentially just we essentially just got to go on a minibus for forty five minutes <laughs> and had to give the guy four Drive quid. Around. Yeah. So That's there's characters. A really wonderful story. And also, what a brilliant setup for what might have been a horror story. Because for a oh, minute there, I don't yeah. think you realised how ominous that was. Yeah. A guy pulled up in a van and was like, guys, do you want something entertaining? And you were like, sure. How quickly on, did we get wanna in? Want to go on a puffin tour? And you were like, yeah. And you yeah. jump in the van. He drives you to the edge of a cliff and says, go up over there and stand at the edge and look <laughs> over. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, what? Why am You're I going to die. Am I the most gullible guy he in Ireland? He could have killed you. Yeah, he could have just driven you off the edge of the cliff. Imagine he did kill us. Yeah. And then, or like one <laughs> of us survived and then we told the story. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, that, the guy who runs the puffin tours. And then people on the island went, what puffin tours? <gasps> and then they find a minibus and then guess who's, guess who's inside? Bob, Bobby Bruce. The Richard ghost Branson. of Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. It was one oh of the my God. Huge. I implore anyone, especially you, anyone to visit Rathmon Island. It is so cool and they have the nicest people in the world. Okay. And it is my favourite island. Uh, including Ireland. <laughs> it's my favourite island on Ireland. <laughs> I love it and I love the people of Rathmon and I love the puffins. I'm 100% convinced. I'm very strongly considering going with you for your gig next year. Yeah. It's it. the new Mykonos. I want to go on the, I want to go on the puffin tour, but I would like to see the puffins. Yeah, it can't be guaranteed, but either way, the <laughs> tour's still operating as normal. I actually almost want to go on the tour without the puffins now, having heard that. Rathalan Island, the small island, say it. Big history with the big history. Big history. Yes, and that's now their official tourism slogan. Should be. Yeah. So there you go. Do you feel like you've learned a little bit about a place you never knew about before? I really have. I've really just been entertained for the past sort of half hour. Or so you just you you really enjoyed that, and I could tell. And you were just telling me stories, and I, I had love a great the time. place. I love you the really place. Do. Also, I forgot to right. I'm gonna. I'm, I know I should wrap this up, but it's fine. But the last time I was there for a gig, not that long ago, they said here. We've got a chip fan. Mate, we were planning to get the ferry back and have chips on terra firma. Yeah. But which isn't the name of a chippy, like back on land. Yeah. Uh, but Rathlin is land, so it's weird. But we were like, we know a good chippy back where the ferry leaves you off. But then someone went, Do you know we got a chip fan? And we thought it was rude if we didn't. Went up, get the chip fan. They catch the fish beside the chip fan. Fuck off. I got a fish shopper with mushy peas. And I swear. And by the way, they'd opened the day before. They just started. So I was like, they're going to have teething problems. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. be that nice. It's like the first pancake is always a bit shit, isn't it? The best chippy I've ever had Stop. of all time. And I knew they didn't believe me because they oh, thought I was just being polite. Just, yeah. But the best chippy I've ever had. Well, now they'll know if they listen to this. And I'm sure this might get back to them. Yeah. If you're in the chippy on Rathlin Island... Shane genuinely believes you are the best chippy that he's ever had. He yeah. really believes that. Keep up the great work, girls. Well done. That's how I want to leave it. Okay. The history of Rathlin Island with a bow around it. There you go. Maybe you could tell me about some islands down south next time. 
That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, tell people, tell us, tell yourself. Yeah. All that sort of thing. Just look yourself dead in the eye, in the mirror, and tell yourself about it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Yes, especially Le- your enemies. Especially your enemies. Leave a little rating. Tell yeah. us if you liked it. If you didn't like it, maybe don't. And uh, you can find us on social media. Yep, Shane Todd, Hazel Hayes. The Hazel Hayes. Yep, the Hazel Hayes on social media. (laughs) I'm either Shane Todd, Shane Todd Comedy, Shane Todd Northern Ireland, Shane Todd Hollywood, Shane Todd Comedian or Comedian Shane Todd. Until next time, remember, we're not fucking historians. We're Not Fucking Historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.